Welcome back, back, back to Young Money Mindset, hosted by Luke Correccia and Robbie Holdcross. From, from, from the ground up, where we talk about mindset, real estate, the hustle, and everything to help you achieve your dreams. All right, Robbie. So today I know we... Uh... I think we're all feeling a little bit of a little market correction out there, a little bit of a kind of market perception change. And so um, just to kind of kick it off here today, I think really, I mean, these last, I, I guess really just this last week, I can say that I've felt it. I don't know. Have you felt it? About yeah. I mean, too? welcome to the recession, right? I think <laughs> they haven't said it officially yet, but it, it definitely feels like we are working, working our way towards it. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think definitely, you know, I've got some listings up right now. I've had some buyers kind of drop out over the last few months. You know, we saw, you know, that 75 point hike, I believe was that yesterday or two days ago. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, it seems like the Fed's kind of trying to force us into a recession and they're, they're likely going to be successful at doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely felt it on my end as far as just an overall slow and all activity in the market right now. Yeah, and I I know that with the Fed raising the the prime rate, the seventy five basis points, you know, the point seven five percent. It's just it's really interesting to see how far they're going to take this. Yeah, I mean, Jerome Powell came out yesterday in that meeting, and he claimed he didn't want to you know, cause a recession. Yeah. Um, but they just, I guess they have to get that, that inflation number under check. And I think really the big thing too, when I looked at it on a chart was, um, the last time they met, the reason they did a 50 basis point hike instead of just doing a 75 and then another one, you know, this time yeah. around the, another 75, they, they justified the 50 per, or the 50 basis point hike because they thought inflation was at least kind of leveling off and was going to start going down. Right. But instead what happened is it, it popped just a little bit back up. So yeah. Kind of faked out everyone. It's kind of interesting though, because that's a false indicator too. So I have a lot of clients that are like, "Whoa, home prices are still rising." But that's that's actually a trailing indicator of true market values. So definitely something to pay attention to on the investment side of it, you know, and making sure you're educating yourself and knowing what you're getting into if you are trying to buy right now. Yeah, no, and I I think you know it kind of comes back to the whole thing we you know we've might have mentioned on a couple other podcasts was just you know kind of preparing for this recession. I think we've already been in it since really January. I mean, if you look back yeah. to January and every chart, pretty much it's like everything has been bleeding, you know, yeah. since January. I mean, slowly, I think it's maybe accelerated a little bit Yeah. over the last maybe one to two weeks. I think, yeah, especially within like the last four weeks. I mean, I think, I, mean, I think at the beginning of May, we were at like 4,500 single family homes on the market. And I didn't check this morning. I usually do. 12,000? Are we at 12? 11, 12? Yeah, that might be overall. I think as far as single family, I think the beginning of the week, we we're at like 10, 5. Um, but I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's double the amount of homes on the market in less than a month. And we're getting and, kind of back towards the, I think, was it 20,000 is kind of it? Like, yeah, they say it's like 17 and 20, they say is what's supposed to be average. Um, and I think interest rates, shoot, we're probably, I mean, we're close to 7% now. Does that, with that 75 point hike? Right, is yeah, that, I think right around six to seven. Probably, yeah, probably just shy of seven. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's high for what we've considered to be the normal interest rate, but realistically, you know, historical averages, you know, put you about seven to eight percent we've seen as high as 20 percent in the past so I, I wouldn't consider them high I'd consider them more balanced than ever um but it's been very hard to get or to get you know buyers to be on your side with that because they see you know the last two years they could have financed a house for 
3%. So they think it's, you know, a crazy interest rate hike when realistically it's just more average than it ever has been in the last two years. Yeah. What's crazy to me is like, and I, I talk to clients that are like, you know, these mortgage payments might just be getting a little, little beyond, you know, reach for some people, you yeah. know, because, you know, back looking at a, a $500,000 house, you know, at a 3% rate, I mean, you had a, a fairly decent mortgage on that yeah. now at a six, 7%, man. I mean, it's, they're getting pushing like three grand, yeah. you know, and that's just your mortgage. I mean, it's a lot for most households, you know, yeah. especially single family, or if you only have one parent with income, you know, I mean, these, to, you know, when you have two incomes, it makes it a bit easier, but that's a lot of money for a single household to be pumping out just for your living costs. Yeah. You just, know? just for a mortgage and you tack on PMI, you tack on property taxes, insurance. I mean, everything you could be, you know, six to 10 grand a month just to live, you know, yeah. just to break even every month. So I think it's one of those things. I, I just, you know, I, I guess it really comes down to seeing if these property values are going to correct. And if so, how much? Yeah. I think at this point it's kind of inevitable. I mean, we already see people taking losses and I, I think the people taking losses wouldn't be doing that if they thought this was just a little fake out and, yeah. you know, next month we're going to go back to rainbows and sunshine. And, so. and we've seen it firsthand hitting very close to home with, you know, a lot of these people, you know, and we, it was hard because you, we knew this was going to happen. We knew the correction was going to happen, but this being my first time going through it, I didn't realize it was going to happen in two weeks. You know, I didn't realize the flip was going to be that. Yeah, you know, I thought we'd have a little bit of time to kind of yeah, gradually get into it. it out, I thought yeah. my listing that went up last week, I'd still get a hundred phone calls the morning it went active. No, I got like four or five, and it was like a huge shock. You know, I was like, shoot. I mean, are we? Is 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 it really happening right now? And I think you know the reactions I've been getting from my listing and just what I'm seeing from my buyers. I'd say we're we're pretty much in the recession, like you said. Yeah, I think, you know, come first, second, first, I'll just say this, between July 1st and the end of July, I think a lot of economists are going to come out because that's when we get Q2 numbers, quarter two numbers. Mm -hmm. And the definition of a recession, I was looking it up the other day, is two quarters of negative GDP. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that come July because yeah. that's, that's the end of Q2. So I guess- like sometime in this next month or so, I think they're going to come out and start, you're going to start seeing it everywhere. Hey, recession, we're officially in a recession. Yeah. And then just really the question is how bad is it going to get? You know, yeah. I mean, what do you think, Robbie, on that? What do you think? Do you think we're going to see, you know, worse than 08, I think is the the gauge everyone's using right now. Yeah. Hey, are we, are we kind of in another fake out? you know, correction, getting yeah. to more of a kind of a normal quote unquote market, yeah. or are we going back down to like, oh, wait, 80% off the top, you know, houses are getting foreclosed left and right. Yeah. And, you know, people are walking away. I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? I think we're definitely going to see some of that, but I mean, as far as like foreclosures, I mean, even if you are in a situation like that, ideally you've got a ton of equity built up because of the last two years of this market, this crazy, you know, market that we've been in. Um, I don't think the hit is going to be quite as hard as 0809. I think we did learn a, a small lesson then. And I think we kind of, over the past couple of years, I think everybody's kind of watched, you know, how it's, how it's increased so heavily. We have all kind of known that it was going to come down here at some point. Um, I think there's definitely going to be some industries that do take a hit, you know, travel is probably going to be the first thing to slow down, you know, groceries are up. I spent $90 on a tank of gas in my Honda the other day, <laughs> Dude, you know, it's just great. little stuff like that. I'm like, well, shoot, maybe I don't want to drive up to Flagstaff this weekend. Cause it's going to cost me $300 in gas just to do that. Um, so I know one thing you had mentioned as far as, you know, some people 
coming up with different ideas as, as far as how to make money in a recession. You talked about people doing, you know, more localized things because people aren't going to be really traveling out too much. So, you know, if you can provide things, you know, fun things to do for people in your hometown, you know, that might be a, a good business venture to start getting into in a recession. I think it's a great idea. I was listening to these guys talk about, you know, some ideas they even were mentioning. And it was kind of more along the lines of just local luxury, local event kind of type things, you know, things that people will still want to get away from their nine to fives and their jobs and enjoy themselves on the weekend. So just looking at different ways, you know, you can provide value in your community, I think is a great time to be kind of focusing on that. And the sooner you can kind of get the ball rolling on that, you might be ahead of the game a little bit in a sense, you know, where if it still takes a couple more months to really get into the weeds of this, you might be able to have something kind of pushed out to the community at that point and start providing that value. So I think that's really interesting. I I think we're living in super interesting times. Uh, I'm a big flip-flopper in this market, man. I keep going like from one end (laughs) of the spectrum to the other. I I hate it. (laughs) Like I wake up and I'm like, what am I going to feel like today? Am I going to feel like like chicken little? (laughs) The fucking sky is just (laughs) falling? Or am I like rainbows and sunshines? (laughs) Like, man, we're riding this shit to the moon. Dude, some days I'm like, shoot, I'm going to have a $300,000 a year. And other days I'm like, am I getting paid next month? (laughs) (laughs) Like, geez, it's an emotional roller coaster. It is. It really is. And I think it's something, you know, everyone's going through. And and if you guys are, I'm sure you're going through it as well. Or maybe, you you know, you go through it in the future. Hopefully you guys remember this pod and just, you know, we're all going through it together. So um, the big thing, I guess, we can kind of focus on, you know, moving forward is how are we going to make money? How are we going to survive? How are we going to thrive in this upcoming recession? And I think Robbie's got a few ideas he wants to share with you guys on on how to do that. I know one of them is our our favorite real estate, but not residential in a sense, but yeah. maybe going more storage unit, micro storage unit, small storage unit facilities we can maybe buy. Right. Or even, you know, a lot land. I know people mm-hmm. have been looking at land recently a lot. Um, so why don't you unpack that for us, Robert? Yeah. So I was having a conversation the other day with one of my more wealthy clients and I was just kind of asking her, I was like, where, where are your friends that have money? I mean, what are they doing with it right now in a time like this when everybody's kind of reacting to the market? Um, and she took a second, she kind of thought about it and she's like, I mean, a lot of people, I guess that she knows, she knows quite a few people that are doing this right now are actually purchasing out old malls, old you know, shopping malls that have been shut down and they're actually repurposing them into self-storage units. Um, So this is somewhat recession proof because you think about household formation in a recession, you know, living costs go up, um, household formation goes up. So you have more people living with each other. So you have all that stuff that needs to go into storage. Um, So that's, you know, one of the things that as far as being in a recession, a lot of people worry about how it's going to affect their game. Something like this, you wouldn't really have to worry about what the market does because at the end of the day, people still have the stuff and people don't like to get rid of their stuff. So they're going to store it somewhere. They're going to pay to store it. Um, What's nice about that too is that you don't have much overhead besides like your land lease and things like that because you don't really need employees to work somewhere like that. Um, You know what I just thought of was what if, and this is just right off the top, I just thought of it while you said that, is what if we bought land and did like storage containers on it? Right. And then like try to do like kind of our own facility in a sense where I guess it would be like 110, 120, probably even hotter than that in those storage units but like imagine if we were to buy just like a small rural piece of land like you wouldn't need much maybe half an acre well that's another thing with us being in arizona that does make it hard because a lot of these units you have to put air conditioning in them because you'll end up ruining people's shit you know and then you've got to end up paying for that stuff 
Um, so that's something to, to think about if you're in a hot state like this, where it's <laughs> 150 yeah. degrees for half the year. Um, but you had said as well, like vacant pieces of land. So with vacant pieces of land, I know you, me and Adriana were talking about this. Um, you know, if you actually store RVs on a vacant piece of land and then you do, you do solar panels over the top of it so that you're getting the shade to those. And then you're also collecting the energy, which feeds those RVs. And then you're also putting up more st- or more solar panels than you need so srp and um apr are buying those back from you yeah um so another i mean if you've got cash on hand you know we're gonna see values of real estate drop so it's a good time to kind of get in and maybe be ahead of the curve before we start to see that uprise again because i mean what comes up must come down and then it always goes back up again yeah right? well one major pivot you know i rolled out yesterday to everyone was um, with our offers now, you know, cause we're doing a lot of investment stuff now and it's, you know, I, I've been including in every offer, a cash offer and a carry offer. Yeah. Um, I was actually just going to mention that. So yeah. just maybe even having, you know, having people walk away from their house, give them a chunk up front of cash mm-hmm. and then either assume the mortgage or just have them carry the note, you know, if right. they have the property paid for. So that might be another little angle we could work in the future, depending kind of how bad things get. But yeah, I think there's, I think there's going to be massive opportunities. And I don't, I don't say that, you know, cold heartedly, you know, I know a lot of people are going to struggle a lot through this. We're going to be in the same boat too. Um, but I, I think for the people that, you know, are listening and, and trying to grow and learn, I think there are going to be opportunities for you guys to jump in and, and really kind of prove, a you know, or pave a way for yourself, you know, in these next few years. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that don't know what it means for like a seller to carry a note, it's basically seller financing. So you would put down a bigger lump sum uh, down payment that they would collect. And then you're essentially paying your mortgage directly to them. So this works a lot of times for people that have like parents that pass away, maybe the property's in a trust and they don't need necessarily the entire lump sum of money. Um, so for some people, it makes more sense for them to collect, uh, you know, a regular check monthly and it actually works out a lot better depending on their situation. So it's interesting because, you know, in the past two years, since we've been in the market or been selling real estate, this has never been something that I've been able to do or even pay pitch because it just wasn't something that people were doing. Whereas now, you know, we can kind of skew how our offers go and see if maybe seller financing makes sense for the buyer and the seller. Um, So I think it's going to be interesting. You know, we're going to have to pivot. There's going to be a lot of different strategies and things that I know I'm going to need to add to my game um, just to be well versed in a different market. Um, so I think it's definitely going to be a big learning curve, you know, for me going through this for a first time anyway. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm in the same boat there. It's like just constantly pivoting, you know, I think that's what the name of the game is now. Right. I mean, we're not in that super hot market anymore. It's really just trying to wrap your head around what market we're in, where it's going and what we can do to pivot to try to get ahead of it. Because I think that seller carry option is, is really advantageous to some people. The cons of doing that, if you are a seller or you do own properties or you're, you're thinking of a way to try to pitch this to people and some of the objections you're going to get is, you know, what if, what if you default on the loan, you know, now I got to go fight the banks or I got to, you know, you're in bankruptcy and, you know, you don't have any assets to go after. And so that, I guess that's really the con of that, but it it really comes down to their personal situation. And I I think overall too, if we see capital gains taxes go up, Mm -hmm. I think it might push more to the seller carry in because if you don't need that capital, why pay 40% on a huge lump sum of yeah. cash, you know, when you could just spread it out and take the income 
and offset your living expenses if you don't, if you know, that's, I guess it's only if you don't need the cash though. Yeah. And most people love having that consistent income, I would say. Oh know, yeah. Depending on your situation. Yeah. And, it, and it, I mean, maybe if you're a retiree, you know, and you're listening to, you know, a lot of people with this inflation, like you said, $90 a you know, 90 bucks just to fill the tank. It's like, if you're on a fixed income on social security or you got a pension, man, you're feeling it. You know, yeah. you're feeling this 90 bucks here, groceries are more, you know, electric is more. I mean, everything has just gone up. So definitely, uh, definitely really interesting times we're living in. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. I, I hope everyone is, is preparing for the worst and, and hoping for the best. That's, that's what I'm doing personally, but um, what other, what other recession ideas do you have, Robbie? I know we, we had a couple we wrote out here before the pod. Um, I know one was, was really, you know, that self-storage idea, but then also maybe doing some more of like the medical or the healthcare kind of type stuff, yeah. I know, like medical offices, doctors, that kind of stuff yeah. is probably going to be pretty, pretty okay. Which yeah. is weird though. If you think like back to COVID, I mean, what were the things that got hit hard in COVID? I mean, I know hotels got hit hard. Yeah. Um, you, like right in the beginning, restaurants, any yeah. smaller family-owned business got hit pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they had all that PPP fraud too. Right. They're rolling out right now. I know a lot of guys are getting wrapped up in that. What is what is that? The So the paycheck. Um, oh. The, so they were getting those. people that did this actually. They were getting yeah. the loans out, dude. And, and a lot of people were lying on, on their, like they were creating these LLCs and yeah. claiming like they'd get like eight of their buddies to I sign know. like W-2s and show that, yeah. oh yeah, I got like eight employees. And then. They're going and buying like mansions and Lamborghinis and oh, stuff. Yeah. And then now they're circling back and investigating a lot of that PPP money. And dude, I had a buddy that uh, actually collected, I think it was just shy of 20 grand. Um, and he was claiming he was, he was an employee for one of these people that were doing this. Yeah. And he was, you know, one of the W2 employees. I think, should I think he told me, I think he got like 18 grand from it yeah. or something. I remember seeing people's story like, hey, if you got a social and a phone number yeah. and address, like, hit we me plug up. plug you in. I'm like, shit, well, we all got one of those. <laughs> I know. Like, what's Damn. going on? Dude, honestly, I remember him asking me when he was doing all this shit if I wanted to get in on it. And I was like, there's no way that that's it, it just it was one of those things that in my mind i was like he's saying it and it sounds right it sounds legal but i was like it just doesn't feel doesn't feel like right. something that you're allowed to be doing i was like i'm yeah. you can skip me on that i'll go earn my money yeah, yeah. well and they're i think they're going after all the the guys like you know maybe like him that you know didn't just collect like 18 grand but like yeah. were were or maybe the the guy he was involved with because they're going like I saw one I think it was like 8 million or 4 million like big dollars dude yeah like they were that's, you deserve to be in prison for stuff like that yeah and they're doing it like LLCs like one at a time like LLC eight employees LLC five employees ten, like cuz their thought process behind it was like if we're a small enough business right we only have like five or ten employees yeah maybe they won't look too much into right. it where they're going to be probably scrutinizing like the guys doing like a hundred employees 10 million dollars in ppp or whatever you know that's crazy dude yeah they're gonna be cracking down on everybody i bet yeah so but. definitely um definitely interesting stuff going on right now i mean is there any other feedback or anything you guys wanted to uh, just one thing i've been trying to really get through my head you know because like, like we've been saying we've been on this this roller coaster and i've been i keep telling myself that it's going to be harder to make money and i need to 
remember that it's not going to be harder. I'm just going to have to pivot and find a different way to make money. So the hard part is going to be that learning curve to figure out where my income is going to come from now. But that doesn't mean that what I do on a day to day basis is going to become harder or that I'm not going to be able to earn the same the same amount of money that I'm earning right now. I just need to learn to pivot, figure out where it's coming from and run with it. So, yeah, yeah I'm in the same. I've been telling myself that, too. It's like, man, it's just going to be that much harder to get deals through, you know, yeah. that much harder to get stuff, you know, worked out and, and done, you know, but I think we're, I think things will get better. I just, I think once the market kind of figures out what's going on, you know, and we yeah. can kind of get a little bit, you know, a little bit more stable in terms of like, okay, this is the new norm. This is what's going on now. Right. I think people will be a little bit more comfortable. And it's not a depression, right? It's a correction. It's a correction back to a norm. So I think once we readjust to that norm, I think, things will cool off and yeah. everybody will yeah, be well, buying and selling again like we were. Yep. That's the plan. <laughs> I, I, I really hope so. And I, I mean, I guess everyone's going to have to eventually kind of take their head out of the sand and, right. and continue. Right. Yeah. I know a lot of investors are sitting on the sidelines right now, but it's like, how long can you do that for? Right. I mean, well, someone's going to go make money. Yeah. There's going to be investors out there that are buying deep enough and making these flips work, you yeah. know? So it's it, granted, it's going to be harder to find them, but if more people are sitting on the sideline, then maybe it won't be as hard to find them because there'll be less less of us going after it. Yeah. So. No. I yeah. I think that's definitely um definitely a possibility. Thank you guys again for uh, tuning into the podcast. We appreciate it. I know we didn't have a super long episode this week, but if you guys need anything, make sure you guys drop a review down below. I know I say that every episode. If you guys can, really appreciate it. And uh, Luke Carreccia signing off. Adios.